You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Welcome back on this segment where the rates are currently and who benefits from them. What you need to know about borrowing a down payment. A common misconception about down payments. And we're going to talk about some strategic approaches to having the right down payment. Sounds fun. Speaking of fun, mm. a, a fun fall market. Uh, why is fall traditionally fall and spring? Those are the two big markets, eh? Yeah, I think um, spring is definitely probably traditionally the biggest market. And then some people think like summer is dead. Winter is dead. But fall, I honestly, is one of my favorite real estate markets. And I'm going to tell you why. Here's my little tip and trick. So, you know, people that listen to the show, you're going to have a leg up on everybody else. Okay. People who have not sold their home from the spring going into the fall, and if they really want to sell their home, typically they are more motivated to sell because they don't want to hold this piece of real estate through the winter. They don't want to pay for the heat. They don't want to pay for the maintenance. They don't want to pay the mortgage. They don't want to pay the property taxes. So I think vendors sometimes are a little bit more motivated when the fall happens. And the great time to shop for a new home in the fall means you'll probably get into this home before that holiday season. Yeah, a lot of people, it'll be simply, I want to get moved before Christmas. It could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as that. And we are right in the zone because when we do a mortgage approval, we are approving mortgages up to now. January 2020. What are some of the rates you're guaranteeing right now? Rates are all over the place, Todd. If you're doing a high ratio purchase, if it's a fixed rate, I know we talked about, you know, five-year fix and we'll talk about, you know, what rate you shouldn't take later in the show. Yeah. But a five-year fix right now is somewhere around like five and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, that that obviously seems high and it is high compared, relatively speaking, Mm -hmm. compared to what it was. But when you look at what happened with inflation in in the, uh, of course, in the 80s, and what the Bank of Canada had to do. That, I mean, interest rates were up 18 20% in some cases at that point, right? Correct. So we, and I realized that that the volumes of money borrowed was was much less at that time. However, people's it, incomes were it, much less. Yeah, it's... Uh, right, so it's all probably relative. It's all relative, Todd. Yeah. People that went through that type of economic situation and that inflation, they were in certainly much more dire situations than we are in today Mm -hmm. yeah we may feel that hey the sky is falling because our interest rates are five and six percent but you know overall it's actually not bad and that is the median mark on where rates normally are yeah so they say the median mark is somewhere around that like five percent range like if we if we go back in history yeah okay so let me ask you this uh, with these rates elevated to uh, interest rates, it's good for the banks, obviously, right? I mean, it's good or for the, the lenders. Yes and no. If you're, if you're making more money on interest, that's I think that's they're making business. more money, but their cost of funds is that much more. What do you mean? Because all the, oh, well, the they, they got to borrow money. They got to borrow money. Yeah. And if you have money in the bank, guess what? You're getting more return on your investment than you yeah. normally do. Yeah. So, yes, obviously having a higher cost of interest, but the cost of funds being higher. It, they're all working on margin, Todd. Yeah. They're all working on margin. Yeah. And it might seem, okay, the bank's making all this money because the interest rates are higher, but their cost of funds are higher too. Mm-hmm. Right. Relative, maybe as well, I think the banks make a lot of money no matter which bank it is. They all make a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, like you said, the casino, right? They're like the casino. Yeah. The banks never lose. Yeah. And the federal government is actually putting in some legislation that's going to be impacting the banks that they have to have more funds on deposit to lend out mm-hmm. that much, which is going to increase their cost of funds even more, 
which might squeeze those mortgage rates even. What's that going to happen? If there's legislation that's changing. Um, you know, there's some that's going to probably be changing here, obviously, like in the fall before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But the federal government is always looking through the office of the um, superintendent of finance. Yep. Um, is always looking at making changes that are going to, you know, protect Canadians yeah. really from themselves yeah. and protect the banks from borrowers. So they're always, always looking at different ways to like tweak and change things. And I remember, and I've been doing this for 17 years, there have been multiple policy changes that have impacted uh, mortgage lending Mm -hmm. in one year. Mm -hmm. Multiple. Give me some examples. We used to do refinances up to 95%. Mm -hmm. What's it now? It's 80, 80%. right? 80%. So you used to be able to get a high ratio refinance from a lender. Now it's all conventional. Right. Uh, We used to have amortizations up to 40 years. 40. Wow. I didn't know it was 40. Yeah. And you used to be able to buy a home with zero down. Zero down. Zero down, 40-year yeah. amortizations. And you can see- If you had a heartbeat, we were giving you a and, and you can see how that could be uh, problematic when it comes to- 100%. The, I can the, see how that could yeah, be problematic. Because the risk factors, the risk tolerance here, right? Obviously. And, you know, people were getting homes with literally, like, no skin in the game. Right, right. Can you still borrow? Because uh, I, you hear other- commercials other lenders other than yourself who we shall not mention uh say that uh, you can borrow the down payment uh, from them can you do that yes we do borrow down all the time todd yes so nova scotia has a borrowed down payment program which is amazing uh they allow a household income over a hundred thousand dollars to buy a home right i think it's 140 or 150 so that's, so that's no income. skin in the game then if you're coming in when, uh when well you still have to have the money for the closing costs yeah. and you need to be approved for the mortgage and you need to be approved for the nova scotia down payment assistance program and you have to pay the loan back in over 10 years it's interest free oh is that right but if they give you 10 years so is it. that so that loan is not rolled into the mortgage separate payment everything's separate interesting didn't know that. so it's basically a second mortgage yeah and, and you and pay a higher uh, insurance cost to the canadian mortgage housing corporation yeah. sage and or canada guarantee because technically it's a borrowed down payment mm-hmm. um so you can do that the other type of borrowed down payment we do is and if you're actually borrowing it from like a line of credit or a loan or a credit card or something like that you can do a borrowed down payment yeah. and it's the same insurance cost if you do the nova scotia down payment assistance program uh, or if you do the borrowed down okay so what's uh, the interest on the uh, down payment uh, do you know would it vary i suppose it would it well it depends if you're borrowing it yourself it would be whatever the credit facility is if you yeah. borrow from the nova scotia down payment assistance program it is an ostrich egg, yeah. zero. All right, so the, so obviously the uh, the best case scenario is you're walking in there and you've got 20% of your own money to lay down on the table. That's yeah, if you do 20% down, you can do an extended amortization. Like you can do 30 years. Yeah. Plus, you could have access to like alternative lending sources. Yeah. Like if you need to do a stated income deal uh, or if you've had any credit issues or stuff like that. If you do 20% down, it opens up a lot more doors. And you don't need the concurrence from the Canadian Morgan Housing Corporation, Sage and Canada Guarantee. There's three insurers in Canada. Yeah. How often are you seeing 20% down? The bulk of the transactions we're doing are currently conventional with 20% down or more. Really, eh? The bulk. Yeah. I've I would never say- paid, I've never paid 20. I've always paid five. Obviously, because I've not had enough money to pay 20 over the years, but- but you know what? That's been okay. It's worked out yep. for you. It's worked out, yeah. You've also bought real estate, improved it, and then it's been no, that's worth right. more money. No, absolutely. So everybody's situation is different, but I think that brings up a really good point, Todd. You've owned multiple homes, yep. but you've also bought homes even recently mm-hmm. and put on down only 5% down. Yeah. So that's a misconception. People think you can only put down 5% on your first home. Right. If it's owner-occupied, 
you could put 5% down forever. Forever, yeah. If, if it's not- If owner, it makes sense. If it's not owner-occupied, then you need 20 20%. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, if it's a rental, you need 20% down. But if it's not owner-occupied, like, let's say it's a second home where you're buying a home for your kid or a family member to live yeah. in, you can still get a high ratio. Can you, go, uh, can you go five year, 30 year? No. no. 25 years. Is that it? Eh? On a high ratio, 25 years is the max. Right, right. So obviously, if people want to get into the the larger home or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have the twenty percent, mm-hmm. and they amortize it out over thirty years, mm-hmm. that's the ideal scenario for somebody if their income might not be quite what it like as to, to get into something that they want. That's an option, right? That's basically what I did for myself. Is that right? Yeah. I did a thirty year amortization. Yeah. You know what? For me, I would always try to do a twenty five year because the twenty five year has a lower interest rate. Mm-hmm. The reason I did a 30 for myself, and I'm going to be completely honest, I'll talk about my own personal finances. The reason I did 30 was because I'm self-employed and who knows? I didn't know what the future was going to bring. But as soon as I funded that mortgage, I did a payment increase mm-hmm. and I brought it up to 20 years, made payments, made payments, made payments, had it down to about 18 years. And then obviously with the interest rates going up, the amortization is longer now. Yeah. But I did have the intention on paying it down faster. Mm-hmm. And I paid down a bulk of the principal in the last couple of years that I've had the mortgage. I paid down thousands of thousands of dollars. Accelerated uh, bi-weekly payments, that makes a difference. Yeah, too, I think right? accelerated certainly makes a difference. If you're paid bi-weekly, do a bi-weekly payment, whether it's accelerated or regular. I always recommend people matching up their mortgage payment with their payroll. It's painless. Yeah. I do weekly because I pay myself weekly. Right. No pain. My, my pay goes in my account Monday, yeah. Monday morning. And guess what? Monday night, my mortgage payment comes out. All right, so everybody's waiting to know the the rate not to take. We're going to get to that next. The rate not to take. Stay tuned. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.